we are back. Finally. Finally back. Ain't Hard to Tell podcast is back in effect. I know it's been a while. Uh, we haven't been here. We haven't been around. Some of you didn't know where we were. <laughs> but uh, we're back. And if you are watching this, then you can see that we're in a much different space yes. than we uh, recorded before. We are now at Gotham Podcast Studios. And we're so grateful uh, to them for uh, allowing us to use their space. Um, and a good partnership that we think will continue going forward. Absolutely. So uh, it's good. Brian, how are you? <laughs> Bri- well, I- Brian getting back is a little different than me getting back because <laughs> Brian had an interesting adventure just to get here to the studio. Yeah. And right now, Brian is very happy with the MTA. I was going <laughs> to make another joke about that, but we'll save it for perhaps later in the episode. But anyway, uh, yeah, I left at 1210, right? And we were uh, trying to get here like 1.30, 1.45 so we could get going at 2, and it is now 2.30, and we just got started. I left at 12.10 to get here early. You know, I hate being late to things. So when I left early, full disclosure, I take the L train to get around, right? Which is a problem in itself. <laughs> and it will be a bigger problem next year when yes. they shut. That's a whole other thing. Like, how do you not fix the L train before the Hurricane Sandy stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, not before, but before when that was more fresh. And that had just happened, and now you're waiting all these years later to fix that. Well, the, to answer that question, which I can from knowing some coverage of this through when I was at News 12, is that there's so much logistics and in going into that and the planning and the fun. It's a mess with the MTA. Anything with the city and funding, it, it, for they're, those they're who don't fix live in it New York, seven years after the hurricane happened. Like, uh, this is, allegedly fix it. This is, we don't know if they're going to fix it. This is New York City MTA. And for those <laughs> that are listening who are outside of New York City, it's crazy in itself. A lot of people who ride the subway every day I talk to have so many issues with getting to where they have to go and delays and issues with the tracks and Man. the weekend schedule, especially for the train you take. Listen, listen. Oh, let, let me <laughs> oh, tell man. you. Let me tell you. So I got on my stop uh, and I got, a, I got, you know, I got to uh, Montrose Avenue after that. And we were stopped there. I was like, whatever, you know, typical Saturday ride on the L train. You get delayed, whatever it happens. This is why you leave the house early, because you expect that some BS is going to happen on the train. I'm sitting there, and I'm listening to uh, whatever I'm listening. No. (laughs) No. That's a shock. I was listening to Dej Loaf, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, you, you deserved it, like, yeah. You deserved it. Yeah, why you got to get on Days Loaf? So I was listening to it. Days Loaf, right? Because I was telling you about On My Block on Netflix, right? Yes. And they have a, a Days Loaf song in there, which is actually really good. It's called Changes, right? So I was listening to it on repeat, and then I had noticed sitting there, I had repeated it a lot of times. So I'm like... Without moving. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, wait, like, I've been here for, like, 20, 25 minutes and actually tweeted something out at the MTA because I was pissed off. Um, so then, you know, they're speaking, you know, through the through the transmission or whatever, and they're just like, uh, you can't even hear what they're saying because That's the doors... That's a whole other issue. The, you can't even hear what they're saying because, one, it's not clear because they're probably, like, all the way here <laughs> with the microphone. And then, two... The doors are open, so you can't really hear so anything. All the outside noise, yeah, because right? all the you know the ventilation and things like that. You're hearing the noises or whatever. So probably another five minutes passed by, and then I was like, "All right, I'm leaving." So I left the train station, and I don't have an unlimited. I just put ten dollars on my card this time. Um, I walked over to 
where was it? It was Montrose, then this Grand and Graham Avenue, then Lormer. So I walked from Montrose to Lormer, which is basically 20 minutes, which is basically a mile, right? So I get there, and I see an L train there, and it's just there. It stopped. The doors are open. There's people leaving. There's people whatever. And it, it you can tell it hasn't moved in a long time. So I just walk, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to hop on the G instead. The G, waiting for the G, was like another 15 Wait, minutes. Wait, now, did you swipe at Laura Moore? Yes, oh, yes. More money wasted. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> and you can't, it's like, it's like who's going to be accountable, accountable for this? You know what I mean? Like, because this well, happens to people all yeah, the time. Your pockets are accountable for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> granted, it's two seventy five, but like, yo, that's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a couple Arizonas, you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Like I'm like, come on. So we got we got that going and then I hop on the G and then uh I go to Court Square so then I could take the E down to the city or whatever. The E's not even running, the F is on the E line. That's a whole other thing. And then I ended up getting here at the time I got here and now we're here. Uh but yeah, I want I want to strangle somebody with my bare hands. That from the MTA. From the MTA, me. yes. Sorry, MTA man, it has gotta be better. Who runs the MTA? I want to get them on this podcast. It should so not it should them. not take <laughs> that long to get some places forty minutes away. Bruh, bruh, we're probably I, equidistant away in terms of I'm forty minutes away. I'm forty minutes away from the studio. Which is part of why we're here. <laughs> if it wasn't the weekend, I'd probably get here in 30, 35 minutes, but on the weekend, forty-five minutes, so it's not bad. Yeah, um, I'm fo- I'm forty minutes away, and that commute turned into two hours, basically. But you're here, and you're back. Finally, yeah, and Fin- in a new studio, you We're know what I mean. I'm, ha- I'm thrilled about that. Yeah, we like the space. We love the space. Yeah. Uh, people can't see. We got Matty P is here with us. Yeah, I mean, nobody can see him, but Matty P. Matty P. I think he prefers it that way. He likes he likes being incognito on the sidelines. <laughs> he's he's working one of the cameras. So we're back. Um, yeah, we needed a little bit of a break, I guess you could say, because people are probably like, well, "Where'd you go? What everybody? What's going on? Yeah, where you guys, where part, you guys been?" Yeah. Well, well, Matt and Matt were on vacation also, and then this was at the same time as you were yeah. making a big, big transition. So now big transition. it's your time to have the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if it's a big transition. <laughs> people are asking me if, oh, is Dexter a weatherman now? Is you know all this stuff that's going on? And I'm like, bro, he's not gonna be on the TV telling you it's gonna be 80 degrees in freaking you know lake tahoe or whatever okay so like, for people who don't understand this, this, yeah why there's no offense some, no offense no, no, no. If, you know what why, i mean why that's a great job i'm saying dexter's oh, yeah. not doing that i'm not gonna disrespect the meteorologist to work at the job i work yeah, at absolutely now. but for those that are lost on this and it's like why do people think dexter's a weatherman <laughs> um I, I moved on uh for some positions that i had um previously. positions plural Pl- plural <laughs> um and i took a, a opportunity with accuweather uh, to be a video journalist for them, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. I've been doing it for be a month on Monday. Yeah. Um, I put the applause sound effect right here. Yeah. We had it. <laughs> um, so a month on Monday, I started that. So there was a lot of transitioning with that and getting ready for that job. And I had training in State College, Pennsylvania, where AccuWeather is headquartered. Mm. Um, but a lot to answer another question I know a lot of you had, well, first thing is, no, I will not be a meteorologist. I will not be out there telling you what the weather is at a particular place or what, you know, things are going there. What I will be doing is I'll be reporting on weather combined with human interest stories mm. and sometimes some breaking news weather. For example, yesterday, oh, there yeah. was a tornado, a wind tornado that touched down in Queens. Yeah. Well, um, th- well, th- that would be Friday and we're probably putting this out Monday. So yes. Yeah, so a couple days me, ago. A couple days ago. <laughs> uh, but the day before I did, we recorded this podcast. 
a wind tornado touchdown in Queens, and I was sent there, and I covered it, did a story, and did some live shots. Um, so it's very different in a way of things I've been doing in terms of coverage. It's still journalism, which I love, and but I'm, it's yeah. fun because I get to combine the weather with a lot of things, whether it's sports or, um, you know, it, anything. Like I do, me and my uh, coworker uh, Ken Vernon, who used to work with me in News Twelve as well too. We did a story on. Uh, some kids at a camp recently. We found all different interesting stories and how it ties in with the weather. Um, so it's good. And I get to do some traveling, yeah. which is great, too. Yeah. Um, in fact, next week we're doing an I-95 tour, and we will be going from <clears throat> D.C. to Baltimore to Philly, up to Boston, one of Brian's favorite places, and then back <laughs> home to <laughs> New York. Um, so it, it, it's, it's been fun. Um, it's been a transition. I'm enjoying it so far. Ask me how much I'm enjoying it when hurricane season hits because I know I'll be really busy. <laughs> so that'll be soon. That'll be soon. That'll, that'll be, be very soon. That'll be very um, soon. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, nothing like last year. Because, yeah, hopefully yeah. nothing like last year. But there will be times I'm doing stuff like this. So I, you, I might be that person. You might see me out <laughs> when the hurricane is blowing really hard and I'm worrying if the camera's going to blow away or I'm going to blow away, which nobody wants to see. Are they going to give you an AccuWeather jacket? Yeah, I have like that. I actually have that already. Oh, um, snap. There's some, there's, there's some more. Why, why are people excited about because this? you know we're gonna have fun with that like <laughs> oh, God. well like so there, there i have a so far i have a winter jacket from accuweather i don't have my rain jacket mm, yet from accuweather. Okay. that's coming i should be here this week i need a range um and some other stuff you got hats other stuff umbrella all other stuff they outfit you with as well too you know branding's important yeah yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and the shirt. The shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand, I don't have mine, important. but, you know. I, but, um, yeah, so it's it's been a transition um, in that realm, but just paying attention to everything else going on and, um, you know, being in a new space. For us, we were looking to find a new space as, as we were growing. Absolutely. So, you know, it was something we wanted we wanted to do, and that was part of the transition, just finding the right place and, and you know, what worked for us. And so... That's it. It wasn't like we were abandoning the podcast. Yeah, or, no. And, yeah. and, you know, it's in, and what you said before was, like, a lot of shows do tend to, like, ease up in the summer uh, with us. Yeah. We're not only a sports show, but largely a sports show. And, obviously, there aren't a lot of things going on at this time of year unless you care about baseball, which we do sometimes. <laughs> and we don't really watch football anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, it kind of got slow once. We're going to get into that at once some the point World Cup, Yeah, we will. Once the World Cup kind of ended in... NBA free agency has kind of died down. It's it's been kind of slow, but um, you know, so I, I think it was a great time for us to be on a break. Yeah, it was, and it was longer than we had planned, but it all worked out. Because, like I said, Matt and Matt were on vacation. Um, Matt low key is still vacationing because he's not here today. Yes. We have Matthew P. Maddie P. in his place, and Maddie P. <laughs> and, and because we, because of this new place, for some of you can see, we have uh, access to. You know, multiple mics when Matt and Maddie P or Lewis and friends of the podcast are here or come through, they will be able to hop on. There will not be a situation where there's like 10 people on the mic. That's not going to happen. No. We, don't, we, don't, we don't do that here. Oh, a round um, table. Yeah, we're not We're not going to do that. Um, but, yeah, we will have that. So we are, we are back. Uh, we're ready to go. It's going to be a lot of the same show that you see. Um, you, and, and here we're going to talk a lot of sports, going to talk a lot of music, and we have and we have guests. Patreon now. And we have Patreon now. Yes. Like and we've 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 reloaded on that. So we have to plug that. So we will have some stuff. We will have some Otherwise um, we won't be doing this for much longer if you guys don't support our Patreon. No, so we're at, <laughs> hey, Patreon, what we're doing, uh so we can explain that. Right. It's a good time to explain it. Um we're on Patreon. We will be putting extra content out that is not for free, but if you are become a patron, 
I'm a subscriber for as little as three dollars a month is all you can. Right. Because when you say not free, you scare people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, hey, you've been supporting us and rock with us. You want to see it grow. You want to see us be able to be in great studios like Gotham Podcast Studio. Right. Um, It takes that kind of funding and help. So as little as three dollars a month, and what that allows you to do, if you support for as little as three dollars a month, we will make sure you put your name in the in the credits. Uh, for the podcast, and you also have the opportunity to ask us a question that will be answered on the podcast. You get a chance for one question every month. Right. We will try to divvy that up as best as we can and take stuff from the fans, and we will. you have the opportunity. Now, that's just the lowest level. There are higher levels that mm-hmm. allow you to get more perks. You can check out our Patreon page for that. Uh, just go to patreon.com, search Backpack Broadcasting, mm-hmm. and you will find that Backpack Broadcasting. This encompasses all of our content so you get ain't hard to tell extra stuff you get sideline stories extra content you get the sports walk extra content so this isn't just to the podcast it's the whole backpack broadcasting brand and you will get extra access to that so everybody no matter what tier they subscribe to you get access to the free extra content if you are a patron you will have an email that content will be sent to you you will only be able to watch it privately because you are a patron so you want to see some of the extra stuff we're doing Want to see some of the behind the podcast, uh, extra stuff from the sports walk, extra stuff from sideline stories, including interviews. You can see that right now we have uh, interview Brian did with uh, Matthew, Matthew Gonzalez, Gonzalez yep. um, from a piece we did from sideline stories that's up. And there you can see that full interview, um, not edited, exactly what uh, Brian did when he sat down with Matt. It's a very good interview. In, the gym, in the gym. In the gym. Jo- Matthew yep. Gonzalez is a boxer, for those who don't know. Yes. Up and coming uh, from Ridgewood, my neighborhood. So, you know, we did that uh, for the sideline stories, La Cultura, Puerto Rican boxing story. So, uh, yeah, that was in the gym. It was very sweaty that day. Uh, I decided yes, I decided to wear jeans. That was not a great move. Foolish move. <laughs> <laughs> it was a foolish move. But it was a fun interview. But, yeah, we'll be posting stuff like that. You'll probably see Zachary Ochoa was there at some point. He was very entertaining. Yeah, so we have, we'll, have more, we'll have more stuff uh, from that extra content from the podcast. $20 tier, you get one of these. Yeah, one of these T-shirts yeah, for those get, watching. You, you can get a, you can get a T-shirt. So there's multiple ways to support. Uh, we ask you to support, but uh, that's it. We talk. We're back. Yes. We're here. Yes. We've talked enough about being back. We've talked about Patreon. Um, you should definitely go and support. But we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about what's been going on while we're away. A lot of stuff in the NBA. A lot of NBA free agency to talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting TeePublic online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash pub backslash lic backslash backpack get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today all right welcome back to the ain't hard to tell podcast dexter henry brian fonseca here and we are back as we said this is the we're back episode (laughs) um now that we're back we were gone and there was so much that we missed in terms Ah. of NBA, well, to talk about. We were we were here for it. We were here <laughs> just, for it. I'm just staring at this Lakers roster right now because this is where we're going to start, isn't it? We're going to start. <laughs> obviously, the biggest news in free agency was uh, LeBron James going to L.A. That kind of stole was the show. Was it really? 
yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, like what? What you didn't see LeBron James all the time on ESPN? I mean, Although I'm not one of the people that are mad at that. I, I know mean, there's a segment of the population that's mad at that. I don't I'm know. Mad Mario Hazonia going to the Knicks, pretty big move. Okay, yeah. <laughs> really big move, yeah. I, I mean, I actually like that move as a Knicks fan. I like the move. I thought it was really – that's somebody I wanted them to sign. But uh, I, that's not exciting. I like it too, but I'm just, you know. It's not exactly exciting the fan base. And sometimes – I think it is actually. actually I think Knicks I think fans are actually excited good, about Mario Hazonia. That's a good thing for the Knicks. The Knicks didn't go out this summer. I know we're jumping to the Knicks. The Knicks didn't go out this summer and – Spend money foolishly. They're focused on 2019 in the cap. It looks like they may have done pretty good in the draft. We'll see. I'm not going to go get overly excited. But I like what they've done in showing something that you haven't seen from Knicks in a long time since Donnie Walsh was here. Mm. Patience. I think they're going to be good. I mean, well, not good. I think they're going to be yeah, entertaining. Like, what does that mean? I think they're going to be entertaining. I don't know if they're going to be good. Yeah, right I can, away. You know what I can see? I can see the Knicks being a lot like the Nets were last year. Entertaining. Fighting and play and losing a lot of close games. That I could see. Would you sign up for that yes. this year? Yes. Sans Porzingis? With no Porzingis for most of the year? Absolutely, I'm signing up for that. If I see that and I see some of these young guys developing, I'm, that's a very successful year for me. I'm extremely happy with that. I think I think Kevin Knox is going to be an all-rookie first or second teamer. I will say that. That's, that excites me. So I, I'm sure I'm sure you'll take that, but, you know. Very happy. Are you, so you're actually going to get Knicks tickets this year? No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm gonna go to a game. I was just, I was just saying to my daughter, um, I was like, "Hey, you want to go to Nick game again?" Because she went to the, we took it to the uh, home opener last season. Mm. Um, so we'd like to go again. Um, so yeah, I'll take her to another game. But Joe Kim Noah shooting threes now. Stop it. <laughs> no, we're not getting excited over that. Yo, Maddie P is laughing at you too, we're at not. your expense. We're not getting excited over that. He made two threes in a video. You're not hype? They were contested. And he kept the same form. That's a skill. To keep your same form when you step outside the three-point line as a 6'11 big we're man. We're talking about two <laughs> three-pointers. Two three-pointers. Please, man, don't get me started. This is, this is going to have me as disgusted as Allen Iverson with playoffs. Two three-pointers? Yo, you can tell I've been doing this. No, I can tell you've been on a train too long. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, and got delusional? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. When I got on the train, my phone was at 83%. When I got off, it died. That's how long I was on the train. Yeah, what were you doing on your phone that time? Uh, choosing different songs and looking for directions. Okay. To see which trains yeah, are working doing, and things you're, like you're that. You were doing too much. I was, right. not, I was not going only through Freddie Gibbs, although I was listening to Automatic on the way in. <laughs> Anyways, back to LeBron and Lakers. <laughs> Now, since we last talked, they filled out the roster, if you want to say. <laughs> They've done a little bit more, and everybody's talking about this interesting cast of characters that they seem to have. You got Lance Stevenson. You got uh, Shaqton the Fool, MVP, JaVale <laughs> McGee. You've well, got, Lance Stevenson might challenge him for that this year. You got Rajon Rondo. Yeah. You got Michael Beasley, who had a really good year with the Knicks last year. Another Shaqton the Fool. Um, and played good person. with the Bucks for half the year the year before. Um, Damn, I forgot about that. I like the young core on this team. This is something I, I will say. I like the young core on this team. I think they're going to be fine. They also brought back uh, KCP, Davis, Caldwell Pope. I think the Lakers are actually going to be fine. I just think it's interesting that it's not what people thought they would do. They thought they would put shooters around LeBron, but you've got— And, and smart people, as LeBron said. But Rajon Rondo is a smart player. I mean, you picked one out of the five guys you mentioned. I'm just saying. 
twenty percent. Like, Javel, I'm not calling the other. Oh, I'm, dumb, I'm gonna try to defend. What like, are you calling them though? I'm just saying, like, LeBron was talking about surrounding dudes with high, surrounding himself with high basketball IQ. Are Lance Stevenson and J.R. Smith much different in terms of basketball IQ? Huh? Huh? I'm gonna, I'll say I'm going to defend Lance Stevenson here. I think Lance Stevenson would have went up when he got that rebound. But you would think J.R. Smith would too. That's no, the thing. Before no. that play? When it happened with J.R. Smith. You were Smith, shocked were you that he really, dribbled out? Was, was I shocked? That he dribbled out and forgot the score? No. What I'm saying is... <laughs> what, <laughs> no, because it's J.R. What I'm saying is... This is the same guy who also the other day took a fan's cell phone and threw it in a construction site. No, but that fan was trying to take a picture of him, and he was like, no, and the fan did it anyway. So he was like, get your phone out of here. Yeah, but then you have to pay for that phone. So, like, if you're ready he to got move- Man, he got, he's overpaid. He got, like, four years, $54 million, no? I think he's got another year of that contract yeah, left. Don't have to go through that hassle, the, le- the legal stuff. Who wants to go through that? I don't want to deal with that. Look, man, I've wanted to throw somebody's phone before. This morning, actually. The MTA. So. <laughs> yeah. You want to throw a train. This afternoon, I should say. Um, <laughs> uh, the question was, do I... I don't. I think Lance Stevenson would have at least went back with the shot. That's what I'm saying. All right. I would like to think that, too. I think he's, Smith. I think Michael Beasley would go back with the shot. JaVale McGee, I'm not going to speak on. I don't have much <laughs> Although, hey, JaVale McGee played very good in the, played very good late in the playoffs last year. Played very good in the, when his minutes in the Rocket Series and good in the finals. He played good. He did a really good... Um, uh, what's that challenge that the Drake people are doing? Drake's fans are doing. In my feelings challenge. He did a really good one in Africa. Okay, I'm over. I'm <laughs> over that. In my feelings challenge. The video just dropped the other day, which was interesting. I didn't see it. I haven't seen. I it watched yet. it yesterday. I haven't seen it. Somebody said that he's built like Jared Dudley, though. I found that funny. Shout That's out to Jared Dudley. New probably Brooklyn, that. really accurate. New Brooklyn, that Jared Dudley. <laughs> yeah, he is built like he's built like Jared Dudley. We'll be speaking to him very soon. Very very accurate. Um, I think I think my theory about the whole Lakers thing is um, I think that LeBron is surrounding himself with goons. I think that's really what it is. No, but I, I don't think you're crazy in that notion that. When he's and that's not a, that's I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I love it. I actually like what they're doing in the roster because now I care. Now I'm like, oh, I want to see this team. Even though you know ESPN, uh, Kevin Pelton has them at like 41 wins and missing the playoffs for the season or something like that. 41, 42 wins. No, yo, I I I, 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 I agree I with see, you. I, I agree can't with see you. them not win. If I had to, I I can't see them not winning 47 games. Dan Levitar was saying. Yeah, I think Dan Levitar was saying like 47, 50 games that they could win that in the West. Like he's like he doesn't understand why so many people think that LeBron and the Lakers are going to struggle. They have LeBron. Like he does. You know what I mean? The team is better than the roster in Cleveland last year. I think he, even though you know they'll probably get off to a slow start. Maybe after two months, by the time Christmas comes around, they're like thirteen and thirteen or something. But I do think they're going to be in that neighborhood, forty-seven. 45, 50 wins at most, 45 at least. I think you could argue they could be third or fourth best team in the West as currently constructed. Yeah, I probably feel safer going fifth or fourth, but we're just splitting hairs at this point. Here's what I like about what they're doing, what you're talking about with the fact that they got goons. Goon squad. I like that what they're saying is, hey, you're not going to necessarily beat the Warriors in this model of trying to outshoot them or outscore them. Which I like, because I'm tired of watching that But maybe you can try to muscle them up, have guys who can switch a lot. Now, Rondo, when engaged, can play really good defense, and he's very tough. 6'9 wingspan. Lance Stevenson, we know he's a tough guy. Mm -hmm. When he gets up, and I think he will listen to LeBron and play defense, 
Michael Beasley doesn't really play defense, but the man knows how to get buckets. JaVale McGee he can play can, three positions, too. That's a good That's the thing. He's interchangeable, and he can get you buckets. Mm-hmm. And if he shoots the way he shot the last couple of years, he's a professional scorer. Yeah. You, you, we, we know this. They have, KCP's shooting has been good. He shot, I think, about 38% from downtown mm-hmm. last year. What I will say for Lakers is if this kid, as we talked to you about this on the phone last night, yes. Shavi Mihailik, I'm, I felt I'm not messing his name up, that came from Kansas. Yeah. He really impressed me in the summer league. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the ball. Yeah. He's re- he looks really good. If there's another shooter that can get off the bench, they can be fine. Kuzma can stretch the floor. I love Kuzma. Yeah. Ingram's a really good player. I'm very high. I'm and high on the young players. I think here, people are forgetting about these young players. I think people team. are forgetting about the young players, and I think people are forgetting about what LeBron could do for these young players in terms yeah. of aiding their development like a Brandon Ingram especially. Because people people were making the comparison that he could be like Kevin Durant-ish. I don't know if he's going to be that necessarily. As well, but. but I think LeBron is going to help him. Like, Would you be surprised if Brandon Ingram averages, I don't know, 20 this year? Scoring? Uh, He's probably gonna have to be their second core, uh, second scorer as presently constructed. The I would, roster. It wouldn't shock me. I'd probably put, I'd probably put my bet more around eighteen. Yeah, I would, yeah, Because yeah. I, I like Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram was a good two way player. I he reminds me of a more athletic Scottie Pippen. That's okay. who I. That's what I see when I see it. Could he defend like Scottie Pippen? No. Though? He's not there yet, but his defense is good. Okay. He's not quite there yet, but his I, defense I've, is good. I've, I've, I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm rolling. Yeah. What, is, what about what about Lonzo Ball? Matty P thinks he's getting traded. <laughs> I mean, I think LeBron is a fan of his game and how he could pass. I don't. I don't like that both of their point guards can't shoot the ball. That would concern me. I love that Levar Ball and LeBron are going to be in the same premises all the time. I love that. Oh, you know why I like that? Because now you got two people in that organization that can check LeBron and tell him to shut the hell up. Because <laughs> I don't hear no more. What's, Who's what, the other one? Magic. Magic. Okay. What the hell, Levar? What the hell is Levar Ball going to say to Magic and LeBron? He tries nothing. to avoid that. He he. he Notice he's been real quick. You ain't heard nothing about Levar since since you, from since LeBron came. He uses his voice when he knows he'll have the upper hand, kind of like what a bully does. You know which, what I mean? Which now on the team is nothing. Because when LeVar Ball says something and then the media comes and asks LeBron about it, LeBron's going to be like, we don't care about that. Do you we'll think, focus on winning the championship. Do you think Lonzo Ball is going to get traded, though, at some point? Even though it's, you no. know, the whole dream thing or unless, whatever of him unless, being there. Com- unless there's a situation where, they can, where it can help them get another player that they think they can come in and get LeBron. No, but I think the Lakers management is actually smart enough right now to only – do this if they can get a player like Kawhi. And they're gonna wait for free agency with Kawhi. That's the other big. No, nah, but we knew, we knew. But I keep referring to Paul George in this instance. That you know, we Lakers, 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 and then oh, I'm gonna and just it stay. didn't happen. Yeah, I'm gonna just stay in Oklahoma City. I don't know what Kawhi Leonard's I, thinking. I'm not root for him. I'm not ruling out the Lakers. I'm not ruling out the Clippers. I'm not ruling out either of the New York teams. I don't know what to think with him. I don't think anybody knows with Kawhi, but if I'm he could La- stay in Toronto for all we know. Who knows? Look, nobody would have thought a and year Toronto's ago. Toronto's a dope city, from what I hear. Toronto I'm a visit. Great, I'm a visit at some you point. You should. Toronto's yeah. a great city. Yeah. Um, it's just the winters get really cold. Well, no, I'm not going there during the winter. <laughs> <laughs> if I go next year, I'll go. But Toronto's great. If I go next, if I go next year, I'll go there in the summer, so then I could catch a CFL game. I actually have never been there. In the summer. I'll catch a CFL game live. Hopefully, Johnny Manziel won't be the quarterback. Ooh, nah, he's gonna four interceptions back. in one half. Ugh. <laughs> sounded like something one of the Jets quarterbacks could have done last year. Uh, well, Geno Smith almost did once upon a time. That's your boy. I blame Rex Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the other the other moves of the summer, obviously Paul George staying. I think you, what you're saying alludes to the same thing as me is that, hey, I wasn't 
maybe shocked that he stayed in the OC as much as I was shocked that he didn't even take a meeting from the Lakers or anybody mm-hmm. else. That was kind of more shocking. The Kawhi situation, how it played out, I applaud Toronto for being aggressive and going and, get, and making this move. Yes, people can say, oh, it's a risk. Well, what if he doesn't stay? And people well, are going to get mad at DeMar DeRozan, how they handle that at the end, the eh, loyalty thing. But, this, you know. I mean, y'all, man, how, why are these players even thinking there's loyalty? <laughs> like, that's a real question. Like, why are you, have you not hey, man, seen, we know this from experience. Have you not seen how the league works and how everything is going? What in anything that goes on in the league makes you think that there's loyalty in the league? Look, uh, look. <laughs> like, where, where, where has this been displayed? I, 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 I agree. And if you're Masai Ujiri, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take that risk if what you have been doing with Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan hasn't been working? It hasn't been working. You said okay. You said bye to Dwayne Casey. You said bye to Demar Derozan. I mean, yes, Demar Derozan committed, stayed there. I get it. I understand why he feels bad and could be hurt. I don't think it's irrational for him to feel that way. Mm-hmm. However. The loyalty thing, like, come on, man, you've been you've been doing this too long. You 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 know how it works. Who do you start at point guard between uh, Rondo and uh, Levar Ball, Lonzo Ball? <laughs> I think you should start uh, Lonzo Ball, but I like what Luke Walton's saying in that they're gonna have to. It's earn a competition. It. I like yeah. that. I always like competition. I hope I hope Rondo starts just because I want to hear uh, what Levar Ball has to say, and I think that's an instance where we were where we will hear what Levar. You just Ball wanted has to, to get messy. Yes. <laughs> I just want no, but I just I just want I just want Levar Levar LeBron. Excuse me, I'm messing up my luz a lot. I just want LeBron to shut it down. Like no, like get out of here. Like we we LeBron should just come out and say something. It's like this is not a middle school AAU team. We are not seeking the input and advice from parents. Yeah, like you want to do that stuff, go to some AAU game. Like, LeBron probably doesn't even do that with Bronny, his son. Do you think uh, the LeBron LeBron opening a school, uh, do you think that affects the LeBron-MJ conversation at all? I was thinking about this on the way here no, as I was man. pissed First off. First of all, I'm, I, we've talked about this before. <laughs> you don't think so? Here. You think you just completely separate? Because when you're talking, my only thing is because when we're talking about greatness. We're talking about on the court. Hold, hold on, hold on. But when we're talking about overall just greatness. And you want to incorporate like the things they do otherwise? I mean, hey man. So, like, so you can have one person's like, hey, Michael Jordan was made these iconic sneakers, so his level of greatness deserves to be here. And LeBron opened up a school and did a lot of good stuff for the community, so his level of greatness. Some people be will here. do that. I'm just speaking. I'm just playing. No, dumb. I'm just no. Playing. We're talking about on the court. Can we just keep things to on the court and separate the off the court things for off the court things? I was gonna say I'm playing devil's advocate, but why is it devil's advocate? I don't know. Why is it not? Why we gotta look that up? Why is, why, it, why, why is it not God's advocate or something like that? Yeah, because that God doesn't need an advocate. I mean, you, why does the devil need an? advocate? But he did in the Bible, no. But the, why? Does I just interviewed Peter Quillen. We were talking about this, and we, I'm trying I don't to know. I don't know that. I do not know the answer to that. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll have the answer to why devil's advocate is devil's advocate. Because actually, no. But I like this stuff. I always like trying to figure out like why these terms are these terms, and I don't know the history of it. So we'll talk about that when we come back on Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast. Sports Guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video. All videos are 60 seconds or shorter. Sports Guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics. You can follow your favorite sports by team, trending, new, or by people you follow, and more. Type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right, auto-magically, go into your on-screen graphics. It's just that simple. 
tag your teams, and publish sports. Let's talk sports. All right, we are back. Uh, Ain't hard to tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. This is episode 36. Yeah. Uh, we are back. And before this last break, Brian raised an interesting question. What does the term devil's advocate not only mean, but where does it come from and the origin of it? And Brian did some quick research yeah. uh, and found a Wikipedia page entirely dedicated to the term devil's advocate. And you found what? So on Wikipedia, it says devil's advocate was formerly an official position within the Catholic Church, one who argued against the canonization of a candidate in order to uncover any character flaws or misrepresentation of the evidence favoring canonization. I wish I had that position. <laughs> I could have walked around and said, I am the devil's advocate. <laughs> now we understand why it's not, you know, Jesus' advocate or something yes. like that. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Do you have any follow-up questions? Because I'm kind of curious. <laughs> not really. Um, no. Now, but I'm always intrigued by these things. I, I do this Quite the origins often, of things, of right? Of terms. Like, you, you realize you start saying things enough, and then at some point, I feel like you should always be questioning What's stuff. What's another example? I'm trying you to think. You should. Oh, man, I'm trying to think There's of like one. There's, like, about a lot of sayings and stuff like that, like. Oh, so, you okay, so remember last year when the Thunder announcer got under all this heat because he said Russell Westbrook was out of his cotton-picking mind? Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And so I did not know the origin of that. Right. And I ended up having a conversation um, with Marguerite about this, and we were talking about, it, and she's like, "Well, I use that, I use that term all the time." And I'm like, "What? Yes? <laughs> yeah." I'm like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, well, it's it's it kind of means you're you're crazy." And I was just like, "Yeah," but the reason this announcer gotten some heat for it was because. He used the term cotton picking, and Russell Westbrook obviously is black. And, and the announcer is not. The announcer was not, and slaves were picking cotton, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, okay, so I understood that the term was supposedly centered around You're going to find out why things I'm being vigorously crazy. looking at But I'm like, right why now. was the cotton picking crazy? So the term really comes from, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this, but what the term comes from is that when you were out picking cotton, the heat would and having heat stroke would make mm. they would think people were going crazy so that's where the term cotton picking comes from i still don't like it though <laughs> we also we also forgot at the beginning to pick a number 36 whose episode we did yeah so i know i, I was pulling up a few just now which is 36? why i was googling yeah 36 is an awkward number the Shaq first wore it for the celtics we're rasheed not doing that Wa rasheed wallace wore it for um and he's traditionally Rasheed 30. Wallace wore it for atlanta that atlanta. one time but he played uh, for like two games detroit for four years and the knicks your Knicks he did for one for year, Knicks. yes. That was when he was shooting threes, and he had like two game winners that year, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And then he they did. stopped playing him, and then he retired. Uh, Marcus Smart. No, he got injured that year. Had a had an injury that forced him out at the end of the year. Um, Marcus Smart. You know what? Rasheed Wallace was very good in two uh, K that year. By it was. the way, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart episode. Hold on, hold on. We got some more. Lawyer Malloy. Interested? No. Uh, Jerome Bettis. Oh, how could I forget the great bus? And you went to Pitt. Yes. So that oh, might he, help. he did not play for Pitt, but yes. No, but I'm saying like there's some sort of correlation there between yeah. you went to Pitt and he played for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I actually would, was at a while I was at Pitt and I interned at KDK, CBS affiliate there. That he had a show on the CBS affiliate, and one day I was there helping with the production of the show. So I got to meet him. Really nice guy. Brian Westbrook. Ah, it's another great 36. Yeah, and from D.C. 
who played in Philadelphia. I have to now. Now with all this, I got to go with Jerome Bettis. You got to go with Jerome Bettis. Yeah, got to. Got to go with the bus, man. What do you think, Matty P? I don't know. Everybody don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Matty P said he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Um, I, I'm rolling with Jerome Bettis. I would have probably said Rasheed Wallace, but you know. All right, I give it to Jerome Bettis episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll roll with you. Got to go with the Hall of Famer. Yeah. Got to. Well, I mean, is Rasheed Wallace not a Hall of Famer? No. You think he will be? <laughs> That's a good question. Average, average for his career, lower numbers than I thought, 14 and a half and 6.7 Here's what you, have to th- what you have to think about when it comes to the Basketball Hall of Fame is that it's not just a professional career. He's a great college player, he was. too. He was. I, that, which is something I don't like about basketball. I think there needs to be a pro basketball Hall of Fame. Right, yeah. I've, I've long had issues with that. I, I, like I that. was a Rasheed Wallace fan because— So was I. You know, I like anarchy with, you know, some of these athletes. So, like, he's very, very interesting. I always basketball. liked him. I liked that he also played in the high Air, Air Force Ones. I always liked yeah, that. So, yeah. like, that, like, the fact that he hooped the nose and nobody did, else did, I loved it. To some degree, he was ahead of his time, being able to shoot. Shoot. From big distance. man who shoot. Yeah. Yep. Um— not a great rebounder, but serviceable on the boards. He's borderline. I don't know. He might get in because of college. He retired in 2013, so he may have been eligible this year for the first time, right? Yeah, yeah I think be... he may. Yeah, I think he may have been eligible. Obviously, didn't get in. I I don't see this and think first ballot, but you know, I think he eventually gets it. Yeah, I think he I eventually think so. will. I think so. eventually he will. So, get so it. with that said. Uh, Jerome Bettis episode. <laughs> All right, there we go. You, you settled on that. All right, so the other the other night, Brian and yeah, I are you, talking. You brought up a hip hop discussion, and I brought up yeah. this. Uh, actually, what I can go back into what sparked it, but we were talking about hip hop albums that you never got to listen to that people maybe told you about, you heard a lot about, you kind of heard this this conversation, but you never really got into. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe about a month ago, uh, I had dinner um, with some with some friends and. Somebody was t- talking to me about an album that they were like, yo, you need to go back. I never listened to it. Hmm. And um, that album was DOC's No One Could Do It Better. That was the album. That was the oh, album. Yeah, I, I was trying I was to figure it out. I've actually listened to that uh, at some point because I actually like the DOC. Like, you know, yeah. probably, I don't know if that's random or whatever, but like The Formula is one of my favorite songs. Great song. But yeah, DOC, that's a great album. Right. So for me, you know, I hadn't listened to it. Obviously, I've heard some some greats in the, in the hip hop game refer to the album, um, talk about it in interviews. But I listened to it and I was really impressed. And obviously, it came out in 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, DOC ended up in a car accident, which is uh, yeah. Larynx got injured. Yeah. So his voice was never the same. Yeah. And he, he did come back, but he did come back, but vo- vocally he was never the same. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of been known for doing a lot of. Uh, Writing for Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. um, and he wrote a lot of stuff that you know lyrics for Dre on the Chronic and Chronic 2001. So his pen game in that regard has been very strong. But no one could do a better album. I just thoroughly enjoyed. I thought the production was fantastic. Obviously, taking things in context of what it was in 1989, lyrically was very much ahead of his time. You almost could see that bridge between where you got to in hip-hop in the early 90s with uh, Tribe and, like, Nas and then Jay, and he was kind of the, the pushing of that lyricism on the West Coast. You know, his style didn't sound a lot of what you heard from the West Coast then, like a Dre. It sounded a lot more of a a bridge off of Run DMC and uh, maybe a little bit of uh, Rakim and mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane. He kind of was in that vein, but he was right there with those guys um, when you talk about it. I just thought the album was really good. It still holds up today. 
very good lyrically, excellent production. The last song in their grand finale, yeah, Ice Cube rips it as yeah. a great verse on that. <laughs> I only listened to this, I think it was before we recorded this podcast, I think it was the, a week before I listened to it, and I was just really impressed. So it was always good. And initially, this is an album that is a five mic album rated by the source when people did care about that thing. We're going to get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> but it was not original. When it, when it was released, it was not one of the albums that was reviewed for five mics. So it didn't get five mics. And then the source went back, reviewed, and gave it five mics. And when I was listening to it, Brian, I think I said it. He was like, I'm like, this was a no brainer. Yeah. Like, this was absolutely a five mic album. I can listen to it all the way through. Really good songs, really good concept, uh, and excellent production. I, you know what? I'm trying to think of an album I had similar, like, oh, people were telling me it's good, it's good, it's good. You should go listen to it. You should go listen to it. Yeah. I've had it a lot in the other direction where, you know, people tell me something's good and I listen to it and it sucks. That awful. happens a lot, especially yeah. now with current artists. Um, Camp Lowe's first album. That's an album that people were telling me is good, is good, is good. I listened to it and I was like, oh, I like it. That was one. I don't think it's a five-star album. I don't think it's a great album, yeah, but I would say it's good. But I'm trying to think. uh, There are artists now, like, I don't know if I want to mention names because, you know, people like getting their name mentioned and they're popular and things like that. (laughs) Wait, artists now who who people tell you that it's good? And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Which happens all the time. We've had these conversations with some of the same people. Like Migos, for example. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Where people would tell me like you know culture is like really good and I'm listening to it and I'm like you're like ah. your opinion is not <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying oh uh, you know Cardi B album of the year and I'm like who said ah. that I'm not gonna mention them uh. <laughs> we could talk about that off air <laughs> oh god oh uh, but yeah I have a lot of examples in the other direction but what you you were talking about also was the source mattering right. So I did. I looked up and recently discovered that the source was still around. So you know, I they don't like. I don't think they rate albums anymore. I think no, they stopped that. They stopped doing that. For those who know, sources it was a hip hop magazine. It for was very iconic. Know. That's no, crazy that it, you got to say for, for those. Who no, don't know, but, but it's true. There's yeah. literally a now generation of people that don't even know what the five mic album rating is or what it meant. Yeah. Um, in terms of hip hop culture, yeah. so there's a lot of people that might not even know that. Yeah, I mean, with with. The, it's crazy because, like, album ratings now, I think what people look for is, like, Pitchfork. Uh, I look at Metacritic just to get the balance. I, I, I do, too. I don't go off of that for for those kind of albums. But anyway, the source mattering, right? Uh, it did once upon a time. It was a big deal. Uh, I remember seeing on Beef DVDs, you actually experienced this. I had to go back in retrospect. But I remember seeing that Benzino... Uh, was kind of responsible for the yes. downfall a little bit. Basically, you know, during his beef with Eminem, where Eminem would make these really good projects, uh, at least according to most people, and he wouldn't get the universal acclaim because of the source where, I don't remember if it was Eminem's show or Marshall Mathers LP, probably Eminem's show. I think it was Eminem's show. Where that album, arguably his best album to some people, uh, they gave it a, I'm going to actually look up the rating, but I remember Benzino dropped the album around that same time, and he gave himself essentially a four and a half when everyone knows Benzino can't rap. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and, and I mean, that's kind of was the beginning of the end for the source in terms of them losing the credibility that they had uh, as a rating system. Um, I can't find the it, source. It, when remember. you got when somebody got five mics in the source, it meant something. It meant a lot. It was kind of this. 
this gold standard, and especially because they did actually do a good job, which was going back and reviewing some of the albums. They didn't really give that proper review upon its release. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of albums. Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt yeah. was actually, that was reviewed, but it was given four mics. Upon sleep, they then went back and gave it five, which it deserved. I think you got to remember also, like, but it's it's different people reviewing it, you know? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And I, I think what happens, they lost their credibility, like you said. They that Benzino album got like four and a half. I don't even remember the name of that Benzino album. <laughs> but if you look at the albums, you ever listen to it? Why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the albums, some of the albums that originally, there's a lot of great albums that they, I would say, that are instant classics or things that people highly regard as classics that got the five mics. I think after that Benzino situation, where they went horribly downhill and the mm. last album they reviewed that they gave five mics was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by kanye west in 2010 which is not a five mic album or to me anywhere near that it is a good album um you could possibly even say very good it is not classic material in my opinion and brian we know how you feel so we're not even going to go into that <laughs> we know exactly how you feel but where i think do it, we though where i think it all <laughs> really went wrong Happened in, I want to get the year right. I want to say it was 2005. Yes, yes, 2005. Yes, 2005. Um, I know where you're going. <laughs> they gave, and if I, it's funny because now I think about it, I think that they did this because. She was I, going to jail. That, number one, and I don't think any solo female rapper no. has a five mic album other than this artist and it's Little Kim, and she got one for The Naked Truth, which mm-hmm. I think. Would you give one to Lauren Hill for her only solo album? I mean, I think they should, but I don't think they did. That's a five mic album. That, that's what I'm saying. The like, reason, that should have been the one. But the reason I don't think they did it is because that album is. Some people say it's not a pure hip hop album because there's some R and B elements to it, and so, so I, I I'm with you. I'm with. I think it's one of the great albums of all time. Like, I love man, that album. You gotta stop trying to put things in a box. <laughs> I, I agree. It's it's ridiculous. That should have. Granted, got this was twenty years ago. But. I agree. I think it should have gotten that, but it didn't. Anyway, Naked Truth, Little Kim. Yeah. I will never forget that because I remember seeing the rating for the album before I listened to the album. <laughs> and I listened to the album and I was just like, yo, this is not even close to five mics. You had this very is, high expectations going in, man. This is awful. Like, it was awful. Whoa, Vibe Magazine also gave it a five out of five. Somebody, <laughs> somebody got paid. Somebody yo, got paid. Yo, yo, looking no, at these ratings There's now. no way you could listen to that and think that that, like, you're saying that's great? Wow, that's crazy. Vibe gave it a five out of five. I don't think the album was bad, necessarily. I think it was. But I... I think it was. Outside of Came Back For You, what would I listen to on that album? And, well, and Lighters Up. Right? I like Lighters Up, man. Lighters Up is fire. And Came Back For You is a great Kanye producer. I, I, Lighters Up is fire. It's one of the old, I don't think I have a Little Kim song. I can't tell you another song off that album. I don't remember anything else that was good. Me neither until you brought it. Oh, wait. Shut Up Chick, which is not Chick, but, you know. Nope. I remember it just because it's You're the intro. You're not playing that again. Go play it on your ride home I won't, today. but I remember it's the intro because it's the intro of Lighters Up in... Um, in the video, video, in the music yeah. video, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all I remember. Um, that was not even anywhere close to five mics. So you're you're more with the New York Times and all music. Uh, all music gave it a two out of five, and the New York Times gave it an unfavorable rating. I with unfavorable I is a reme- nice word. I don't remember. And two out of five is pretty accurate. I don't even remember. I listened to the whole thing. I don't even know if I've ever listened to the whole thing. I did twenty two songs. I did. I I and I remember struggling through twenty two songs. One, two, three. How many skits are here? Jesus Christ. You, Somebody was talking about this recently, how they had like a whole bunch. Oh, T-Pain. He was talking about this uh, with Joe Budden. 
how on his first album he had like a whole bunch of skits. It was very long. And he realizes that, that was a bad idea. Yes. Good. I'm glad to see maturity and growth because it is a bad idea. Yes. The bottom line is there's that's not a five mic album. Um, I'm I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to do this now and push myself to listen to something either older and just all different genres each week. Now we have streaming. I think that's one of the beauties of streaming. You can go back and listen to a lot of older music mm-hmm. and you know maybe albums I didn't listen to or some of these albums that um, later got five mics from the from the source. There's a few that I still haven't gotten gotten through and listened to. And you know what? There's one I listened to that same day that I think was an original Five Mic album. Yeah, okay, I'm looking at it. It was. And it was Eric B. and Rockham's Let the Rhythm Hit Him. Mm. I know most people consider their second album to be the better of that album. And when I listened to that Let the Rhythm Hit Him, I was like, it's good. Yeah. It's not Five Mics. Yeah. So I think that's one that it's, but it's not egregious like the way Little Kim is. But I, I don't think that it should have gotten Five Mics. That's kind of that's that's kind of my thing. So we'll see. I think the next one I might listen to um, that I haven't got to. I'm gonna hold myself to this and come back with a with a report on it. Um, I'm a little surprised. Outcast only has one five mic album. I thought they had more than that from the source. I'm not surprised at that. I think it, I think it will be paid in. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Paid in full is what I listen to. Not let the rhythm hit him. Paid in full is what I listen oh, to. Oh yeah, 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 first album. I have paid. Let the rhythm yeah, hit him yeah. is what is considered to be the better one. I know for most people. I think that I'm going to listen to next. I want to listen to maybe just out of curiosity before we get out of here. Trill OG by Bun <coughs> D, which was the next five bike album that was rated after Naked Truth by Little Kim. Right. No disrespect to Bun B, but I just have a good chance that that's probably not a five mic album. But you know what? To your little Kim point, how they maybe wanted to represent a woman on that level, maybe they wanted somebody from the South to be on that level because other than them, they really only have Scarface and Outkast here that's from down South in all of their ratings. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but you, if you see how much, how much, how much stock do you put into these ratings like now? Like, as far as albums coming out now. Because, you know, now now the generation's different, right? I feel like back then when The Source was doing it, you would at least have, you know, they're just basing it off of the music, not as much as the hype. Where now the hype matters more than the music, I would say. You know what I mean? And this is why, like, for example, on Metacritic, and, you know, no disrespect to Cardi B, but she has the fourth highest rated album here uh, of by the year. By users or reviews? In Metacritic, by reviews. By reviews. That's... that's- She's tied for the fourth highest rating Album with of the year in all genres. No hip hop. Okay. She has eighty four out of a, a one hundred. Tied with Kidsy Ghosts, <laughs> um, Gene the Gene Gray album, which I started listening to and I could not get through that. Really? Yeah. That's surprising to me. Yeah, I was just. I, I have. Know. I haven't tried it. I, I yeah, got. Yeah, I didn't. The first I, couple I like songs. Gray, I was like, I do too. But the first couple songs, I was like, no. Okay. Uh, Cupcake. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Royce the Five Nine, which I think is the album best hip hop Alice do this year. The album's how fantastic. is that at the same level? No disrespect. I agree. But how is that at the same level with all of these people? And then also Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I just also think that the Freddie Gibbs project, which I was not crazy about, is still better than better than the Cardi B project. It's the second best one I just named out of all those there. Royce the Five Nine is the album of the year, I think. J Cole wasn't in there. J Cole's not up here. I don't even know what J. Cole's Metacritic rating is. J-Rock, too, an album that I thought thought was really good. Yep. 82. Just right under that. Um, But see, I think that rating is... See, what I look at... I don't even... I ignore 
what the other things do around it, I kind of look at whether I think that Metacritic rating is fair. I'm kind of like you because I don't necessarily think there is a place that you can go to that I truly trust the hip-hop rating. I like yeah. looking at the everything. Mer- I think that's what I do good too, to get everything together. I think Pitchfork is, like, you know, sometimes I look, read their stuff. Like, I thought they ra- they reviewed Logic's album from last year very accurately where they were one of the only ones who panned that. Like, who really... Yeah. And I, that, I remember that. I remember agreeing with what they said. Then there are other times where I feel like they're too harsh. You know what I'm saying? Like, on certain... But I'll even give them credit that they're better. And so, and, and sometimes it's tough because you want to hear people that are really immersed in a genre. But other times it's good to see some reviews from people that yeah. review all different things. So it's interesting. I, st- I still check out Hip Hop DX every now and then. Yeah. I don't, I don't check it out. Some of their reviews are not to, but... written that greatly. But, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, don't, I don't put... I can help them with that. Answer, yes, you can. <laughs> to answer that question, I don't, I don't put as much stock into it. Or sometimes I don't even get to reviews until... After I've sat with an album for a long time, because I just like my thoughts on the album and how I, I feel do, about yeah, it. Yeah, I do that. I too. don't rush I to just, see what everybody else is thinking about it. I'll go back to it at some point. Uh, for the record, J. Cole's Metacritic was a 73. I think that's a little low. Uh, and f- for what it's worth, uh, the top album this year, in terms of like Metacritic reviews, if we're putting any stock to this, uh, some dude named Saba. Oh, for, okay, from Chicago. I don't okay. know who that is. Apparently, yeah, his is really good because it got a ninety-two. Only four reviews, but it got a ninety-two. Uh, it might, might, might slightly intrigues me to check it out more than Cupcake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, who is Cupcake? I'm gonna look that up. Oh, that's a woman. Okay, that would. That would I want to check that out. Okay. Well, we 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 got to go. We're out young of time fathers. For this Who's the young fathers? They're second, and then Daytona Pusha T third. Which is solid project. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Yeah, what's, your, what's, your, what's your next album you're going to listen to in terms of go? Are you going to go back and listen to any of these old, older albums that you did not get to listen to? Well, apparently Dave East just drops another project. This is third. <laughs> this is his third in a year, or fourth. Somebody was bumping that on the train. No, it's fourth because he Paranoia in August. He dropped a mixtape in November. Paranoia two in like January, and now he's dropped. This is a mixtape, I think. Is it called Paranoia three? I don't know. It's called Karma two. Apparently there was a Karma one. I think that was the mixtape from last year. You can't be having multiple series of different things around emo- emotions or feelings that might come to you. Paranoia, Karma. I would love for him. To when you I would love for him karma? to hop on the. <laughs> when are you gonna stop being paranoid? <laughs> I would like for him to hop on the train and sit right here, and then we could ask him. Because I, I do like Davies. Uh, the Internet's album I just listened to. Oh, that we'll that was to really that. good. That was really good. Nabate, friend of the show, who we just had in June. Um, his, his album. album like Collecting it. excursions, really good. Yes, been bumping it. Talked texted with him earlier today. Uh, really good. Her EP. You just got into this. Yes. Very late to the game. Uh, no, the the EP didn't it just drop. The new EP I'm talking about. Which EP? Because she had. She just dropped one. I did not know this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, who's late to the game now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's me. No, her. Her. She just dropped the EP. This is what I was Let talking me, about. Are you, are, I'm, I'm like, wait. I thought you, so. Last year, I she used took, to know her. The prelude. That is new. It's six songs. I'll be listening I think to this on the way songs. home. It's good. It's good. Right. Uh, I, I got into her a little bit last year when I heard um, her album. Okay. Well, that was a combination of two. It was EPs a compilation she put, yeah. to, she put together. And then I heard the song two. Yeah, that and was. I was it. like, yo, that song is dope. All right, I'll check this out. I guess I was late to the game. Yeah. So who is this cupcake person? She's also from Chicago. Interesting. Yeah. Well, right. we'll, we'll we'll figure out. All right. That's all the time we have for this episode, episode thirty six of the A Hotel Podcast. Uh, it's good to be back. We'll be back with more. We have more content coming soon. Please follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Also, 
you want to support us, you want to hear more good content that we have coming from Backpack Broadcasting, please support our Patreon page. Check it out at patreon.com. Search for Backpack Broadcasting. You get all the extra content on there. Be a patron. It's only three bucks a month. You can help support us. We like giving you good content. Yeah. Show us back some love. Yeah. Also, uh, you can follow us on all the platforms on iTunes. Give us a nice rating. Five stars. Don't be whack. Don't come with four stars. Do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't be whack. That's good. Give us five stars. Lift drivers say the same thing. So yeah. I agree. Well, do that. And yeah, so do it. Well, we'll be back. We'll have more. And this is the new home. We're at Gotham Podcast Studios. So check us out. That's it for episode 36 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Thank you.